0: Welcome to another episode of the Compassionate Marketing Podcast. I am super excited to have our guest on today. His name is Robert Butwin, and he is a master networker. And I know that a lot of you listening struggle with networking, especially in a digital age, especially during a pandemic. This has been a really challenging topic, and holding compassion while you network is so important as well. So, I'd like to welcome Robert to the conversation and let's talk about all of your zone of genius skill set when it comes to networking. (laughs) Hi, my name is Justine Beauregard, and I've been a marketer and sales trainer since 2008. I'm also the founder of Compassionate Marketing, and I'm committed to delivering you fresh perspectives about branding, marketing, and selling that will change how you do business for the better. Each week, you'll be given tips, strategies, insights, and interviews that leave you feeling clear on your next steps and your simplest path to success as an entrepreneur. Let's dive right into this week's episode. You're listening to the Compassionate Marketing Podcast.
1: Sounds good. I'm really excited, you know, to actually talk about it because I've been doing it for a really long time.
0: Yeah, why you know, don't you been... tell us how many years? <laughs>
1: <laughs> 37, actually longer than that. I, I think I've been networking my whole life. Yeah. You know, when I went to the University of Minnesota, I, I was networking to um, attract um, in the IM sports. We were like the number two in the sports. Then as I was working our family business, I networked to end up running the number one nightclub in the Twin Cities. And ultimately, once I came to the realization that I wanted to get out of our family business, which we started the high school ward cheerleading jacket business, um, but there's too much family in the family business, I had to become an entrepreneur. And I had to really um, refine and improve and consistently improve my networking skills.
0: I'd love to hear a couple of the ways that come to mind as to... What brought you from where you were when you first started networking? Like, Picture someone listening to this podcast going, I'm where you were 37 years ago when I'm just starting out and I'm trying to figure out how do I get from point A to point B, point B being the master networker status that you're at. Do you have a couple of examples of techniques or things that you've learned along the way that you feel would be golden nuggets of wisdom?
1: Definitely. Well, first of all, the key in networking is how do we develop relationships? and You know, to me, it's how we are able to ask questions, how we're able to listen, and how we can be of service to other people. One of the things about networking, it's sort of like opening a bank account. You need to make a deposit before you can expect to make a withdrawal. In networking, it's like when you're meeting somebody, you wanna be obviously authentic, sincere, compassionate, but find out about the other person you know, ask questions. I don't have, a, so to speak, a list of questions, but I'm looking at the fact that, you know, is this person either going to be a resource, a referral, or possibly if I do things the proper way, which I will, will they become a transaction of some level? You know, when I go into networking, I realize there's something that I can, if nothing else, add to that person, share with that person that will help them because again it's focus it's not about me you want to focus on the other person and you know you've i'm sure you've heard the saying your net worth is in direct relationship to the value of your network so to me it was like how do you bring more value to your network find resources find things that can help that other person and so when i'm networking i'm always looking to develop quality relationships
0: I love that. I love how you said, I, I love sort of the way that you think about it. You walk into a room and you kind of have categories that people fit into. So is this person a customer? Is this person a referral? Is this person a partner? It, how do they fit into my world? Because there is a bucket for each person that you meet. That they will fall into, there is always some extension of value that they're going to be able to bring you or you to bring them, and it's about mining for that and even having filters on those types of transactions. Even a communication or a relationship between you and another person is a transaction, your kind of giving something and getting something back in terms of the conversation. And then hopefully it leads to some sort of monetary transaction or some sort of ongoing relationship and exchange of value. But there's a lot that you put out there that, like you said, you have to kind of give before you expect to receive. And I love that so much.
1: Beautifully said. Exactly. Everything's your mindset. You know, I believe in synchronicity. I believe in the law of attraction. And I believe that for whatever reason, if I'm connecting with another human being, that there's going to be something really good that's going to come from that, and that I can offer something of value that will help that other person one way or the other. You know, again, it might be a resource that I can guide them to. It might be somebody that I that I can connect them to. Whatever that is, I'm there to be of service and value. And the more that I can help that other person. That it's going to come back to me somewhere, some way, not necessarily from that person.
0: I love that, and I know that you're a big fan of the law of attraction. So, do you want to talk about that a little bit more for people who don't maybe know fully what that is? I know there are the five A's of the law of attraction. You want to go into that a little bit?
1: Definitely. And by the way, this is something that I have done my whole life. You know, I've I've lived by the law of attraction. Everything from when I was going through college to when I ended up running a nightclub, to the fact that I ended up finding the right lady that I've been married. In fact, let me tell you a funny story about that, about this, because I don't think I actually mentioned it to you. It was right after I got done running the nightclub. I happened to meet her in the personals, and within the first 45 minutes, she came to the realization she never wanted to see me again. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness the date lasted more than 45 minutes, and the turning point is i flashed her for those of you that might not realize what that means is you raise your eyebrow it's a universal sign saying that you like somebody and again it's based on synchronicity i didn't realize really what i was doing but <laughs> <laughs> anyhow we've been happily married for 35 years
0: that's amazing
1: so the five A's of law of attraction how it relates to networking one way or the other the first one and i'll go through them real quickly aware of what you want accept the changes the second one accept the changes you need to make or should make is the second the third is affirmations which means visualizations meditation but you know really getting clear and focused on what you want so the fourth is action you want to get into proper action and the last one is attitude of gratitude well when i started off you know way back when beyond the fact that I had already found my life partner, you know, I wanted to create a kind of lifestyle that would allow me to do the things that I really wanted. I wanted to be able to travel. I wanted to be able to help people. So I was real clear on what I wanted. Now, certain elements and things happen, so you've got to adjust. But in the meantime, you always want to stay clear on what it is that you really want. Now, as it takes a look at, accept the changes necessary. For example, up until approximately 45 days ago, I didn't even have a calendar link. So I started to realize I needed a calendar link. And that has really made a major positive change in everything that I do. But there's, you know, we've all got things that we can accept as far as changing. You know, I came up with the vault, which is part of what, you know, the gift that I'm going to offer everybody, which is obviously got a lot of, a lot of value. I ended up creating a mailing list. So, you know, because if if you're meeting people just on a platform, for example, if something goes wrong with that platform, you're out of business. So you want to control your destiny by have having a way to be in touch with the people that you're attracting into, relation, into what you're doing. So the second A is accept the changes. The third A is affirmation. You know, I really believe in affirmation. The words that we say really make a difference. For example, if somebody asks you, how are you doing? You know, quite often people say, good, okay, whatever. Um, this is just one example. There's many different examples. You know, when anybody asks me how I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic, phenomenal, and can really get better, um, is one example. Or if you take a look at something and your uh, budget isn't to the point that ultimately that you can afford it, you know, people will program themselves and say, I can't afford it. No, you choose not to buy it at this point for whatever reason. So again, the affirmations, the words that you, you know, say to yourself when you don't even realize that you're talking to yourself. Action. You've got to get into proper action, no matter what it is that you're looking to accomplish as it relates to networking. It was like, for example, before the pandemic, I was meeting people online and developed um, a list of or people that I've got contacts with of 30,000 people in LinkedIn. Um, but when the pandemic hit, I realized I needed to make certain changes. So I started focusing on getting involved in different zoom networking calls and then clubhouse started. In fact, that's, you know, where we met. So, I mean, again, you've got to be in action as a networker. You want to consistently, number one, develop the art of meeting people, you know, become good at it. Just realize it's something that you can perfect the ability to meet people and that you can change their life. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Cause I feel like
0: there are some people who are listening. You know, when I started, I am an introvert, but that doesn't prohibit me from meeting people because I just know my boundaries with when I need to recharge and replenish my energy. And I do that by myself. Right. But getting out there and talking to people and meeting people, especially online has become easier for me the more I've practiced it. And when I know that I have this amount of time that I can give until I have to replenish my own environment. So I totally get that part of it. But in terms of the people who don't understand the dynamics of networking or how to be proactive with finding platforms like Clubhouse or you know they're on LinkedIn and they've got this extensive network and they realize they need to make a shift How do they create that awareness? How do they be proactive? Because you seem to have done a really amazing job at building the skills of just knowing how to discern where to go, what to do, how to pivot, those types of things. But I think that is a unique skill set to a select group of people. So I'd love to hear your thoughts about when you decide, okay, LinkedIn, I've got to make a shift here. What am I going to do next? How do you go through that process of determining where you go
1: next? Well, you know, when I started off on LinkedIn, I again, I was ignorance on fire. I didn't know what I didn't know. It gets to the point that really a lot of these social platforms are a place where people are going to come and check you out. You know, I don't actively try to meet people in LinkedIn anymore because I think there's better places to meet people. For example, some of these Zoom networking calls. Um, events that are going on or clubhouse. but again, it's like everything that I focus on when I'm there is I'm you know I try to figure out what is the point of pain, you know your customer's point of pain what what is everybody dealing with? For example, today everybody's being bombarded with marketing messages. Um, it's tough to break through the noise. so it's like when I'm there in the breakout sessions, I'm not there to try to pitch people in fact i've got a great acronym for pitch which i'm happy to share with you but my objective is to say something that people say i need to get to know that person or i can relate to with what that person is talking about for example i'll talk about how you know i might ask the question when you're networking as we are doing now is your net working you know what really is your funnel so i'm asking Quite often, thought-provoking questions in the Zoom meetings. Clubhouse is different, you know. In Clubhouse, for example, you know, obviously, you want to get up on stage. You want to follow the people that you've got similarities with. But whenever you're there, I'm doing two aspects in Clubhouse. I'm listening for what somebody might say that I could relate with and would want to take the conversation further. Number one, when you're listening in Clubhouse. The second thing is when you're on stage. You want to say something that's relevant, thought provoking and beneficial to the people that are listening. Cause you never know who's in that listening audience and who you might make that right connection with. So that's my strategy when I'm in clubhouse.
0: Yeah. I love that so much. I think to back it up just a little bit, where did you find those zoom networking calls? Like, how did you even know that they existed?
1: When I originally started, um, somehow I came across the first one. And then I started to realize, hey, this is really good. I could, this could be a free resource. In fact, in my gift that I'm going to offer everybody, I've got all 50 of those zoom networking calls that I've come up that I've compiled as part of the free gift that I'm going to offer that I'm going to (laughs) offer everybody. But when I was in the different networking groups, I would say, if anybody knows any other networking groups going on, I'd love to put them on my list. And guess what? one of the things i've realized if you ask or get the more you ask other people people for the most part are willing to you know to be there of service and value especially if you ask the right questions and so that's how i started to compile the list of 50 networking calls
0: i love that and it's all kind of uh, you know this congruent strategy because if you're a great listener by default and you are meeting people that you're relating to and finding, there's always a connection. There's always some sort of thing that you have in common or circling around commonality with people that you meet. So if you're creating that attentive kind of listening with people that you meet and you realize that you've got this relationship with this person that you feel they probably network in the same type of groups I would, or they probably serve a similar audience. I wonder where they're networking. And you just kind of ask those questions Then you automatically know that there's going to be value when you go to those networking calls, just like you said. And then the way that you show up and engage and continue to build relationships, just like you did with the person who referred you to those networking events, or potentially from a Facebook group that you're really enjoying and you see a lot of the same people over and over again, you might ask them, Hey, are you participating in any networking events later this week? And get some really great recommendations for that. And I want to go back to your acronym for pitch and what you use for that because it sure.
1: was very intriguing not a problem and then i've got the ABCs to success but again for pitch you know the p what is the purpose you know why are you really there obviously you want to develop new relationships i is your intention you know your intention isn't to try to sell somebody the first time you're connecting with them i mean anytime you know i feel that somebody's just trying to pitch me based on trying to have a transaction my resistance goes up. So my intention is to say something where people say, I want to get to know that person. T, think about who you're speaking with. You need to do the proper exploration before you segue into a presentation. So think about who you're speaking with, get to know them, ask questions. So the T, uh, C is clarity, simple, profound messaging. You know, I so many times when I'm at these networking events, I watch people, so to speak, throw up on the other person. All they do is talk. It's a one way conversation. That's not the way to develop quality relationships. And the H is how and why they want to get back to you because you've got something of value that's going to be beneficial to the person. So that's my acronym that I came up with, PITCH.
0: Are you loving this content? If you are, I can guarantee you're going to love the Compassionate Marketing Collective. In it, you'll get a library of marketing resources, live weekly calls, 24-7 access to feedback and guidance, peer-to-peer accountability and support, and members-only events and trainings. You're going to love it in there. Visit growthmindsetmarketers.com today for details or click the link in the show notes. I'll see you inside. I love it. I love the clarity component the most because I do feel like... There is – that's probably the most challenging for people.
1: Definitely. You know, people, um, you know, they will over-talk. I don't don't understand it. I mean, to me, people are being bombarded with marketing messages. You want to have simple, profound messaging. Keep it simple.
0: Yeah. I love that. I mean, I think that they're – is so much value and simplicity. And also there's an oversimplification of things sometimes. Like I'll talk to someone and my favorite is virtual assistants. When they say, I will help you free up your time to do more of what you love. And I'm like, what exactly do you do? Are you a time management coach? Are you a life coach? Are you a virtual assistant? Do you have a software product? Like you've so simplified it that it's become unclear. Like there's almost this bell curve of being clear, being, and all the way to being unclear, and somewhere in the middle is kind of the sweet spot. You want to condense your pitch, but you don't want to oversimplify it to the point where people are like, wait a minute, what exactly do you do? So what do you think? Have you experienced both sides of that as well?
1: You know, I have, and again, part of it goes back to your strategy. You know, my strategy is always to listen to the other person, but sometimes the other person will ask you up front, well, what do you do? Well, I want to keep it short, sweet, because I want to find out what they do. And then I can come back after I found out what the other person is do- does and figure out how I can connect the dots, how I can uh, figure out to be of service and value. Again, my whole mindset is be of serv- service and value. You know, I look at myself as, and I'm sure you've um, You probably came across, it was a story called The Starfish Thrower. It's about this guy that is, you know, walking along the beach or whatever, throwing the starfish back in the ocean because they all drifted up onto the sand. And as he, the boy says, well, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm, you can never make a difference. As he throws the next one back, he says, I made a difference to that one. I take a look at my mindset, knowing that I can make a difference to anybody and everybody at some level that I have a conversation with.
0: That's amazing. So when you're networking and you're out there sharing your message and meeting people, do you have a process where you kind of evaluate and assess and take a methodical approach to it?
1: The answer is sort of yes, for the most part. Obviously, you're looking at the eye contact, whatever. I mean, if you're in-person networking and one of the keys is you don't, I mean, one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make when they're doing in-person networking they get locked into a conversation for way too long. You need to be able to politely excuse yourself. And the, one of the ways that I like to do that is, you know, I really enjoy getting to know you. And, if you know, I'd like to be a scout for you and f- maybe go out and find a couple other people that might be a, the right introduction for you as far as in in-person networking. Now, once we're through the pandemic and the people that I've talked with for the most part, most of them don't believe it's going to go back to the way it was they're not going to be doing a, a lot of in in person networking because it's much more time effective when you're just meeting people on zoom but you know obviously there's certain people that are you know that I would much rather get to know but i'm you know i'm willing to get to know anybody because again i believe in synchronicity if i'm having a conversation with somebody and again when i started off Thirty-five years ago, they used to say the average person knew 250 to 300 people. Today, fast forward to where we are today with social media and everything else, I believe the average person has connections with somewhere between 3,000 to 30,000 people. You never know who they know, so you want to look beyond that one person because you, what you want to do is you want to trap or you want to connect into their center of influence um, and. and The beauty is you can do it in a win-win way. So you always want to keep the mindset win-win. How can I be of value to the other person? How can I be a servant leader to the other person?
0: Yeah, and I think it's really important to kind of know what that process looks like for each Person who's listening, right? Like, if you're listening and you're like, I really feel like I need a little bit more time, or I really feel like I want to offer this to someone, or this is my biggest strength to give people, then that could be your polite excuse to close out with them and move on to the next person. And I think that obviously getting better at networking comes from practice. In my experience, that's always been the case that you can hypothesize about how you'll manage this all day long, but until you actually put yourself in groups and get on stages like Clubhouse and participate on social media platforms and get used to talking about your business and getting clear about what you offer and the more times that you say things and share things and the more times you practice politely excusing your yourself from conversations to maximize your exposure and connections at events the better you get at it what do you think about that
1: 100% agree i came up with what i what i look at the abc's to success it's actually abcde s to the third there's three a's and three s's first of all your attitude you know the there's a direct relationship with your attitude and the altitude in relationship to whatever it is that you're going to end up doing. So you want to have the right attitude, you know, is the first one. The second A is aware of what you want. And the third A is accept the changes you need to make. Going back to the law of attraction, the two A's are very similar. B, brand yourself. You know, many people will talk about the brands that they represent. You want to be the brand. You know, I take a look at, you know, my brand of what I'm, where i'm going and what i'm looking at doing so c consistency constant proper action d digitize your messaging you know today there's many different ways of digitizing your messaging you can get on uh, podcasts you can get you it's like i've created the vault which is another way of actually um, attracting people on my list and being able to bring more value to those people so um again c is constant proper action t digitizing your messaging many different ways to digitize your message e expose your message to the right audience okay there's three s's uh skills you want to consistently improve your skill set the first s the second s is um strategic planning you know i'm always thinking about to make sure that I create the success that I'm looking for. So the second S is strategic planning. And the third S is systematize the things that you do. The more that you can develop systems so that you are more effective and more efficient, you're going to create better results. So those are my ABCs to success.
0: So let's go into the skills one for a second. How do you recommend building networking skills? Is there a book, a podcast? Is there anything out there in terms of a resource that really just stands out to you and you go, oh, that changed my life.
1: There's many different books on networking, but, you know, again, a lot of it is continually um, doing it. You know, there's a balance between reading and listening. You know, obviously anything by I've, uh, Ivan Meisner who started BNI yes. would be good uh, as far as to improve your skills and understanding networking more effectively. Uh, but again, you've got to go out and do it. You want to get actively involved the more that you do as far as coming from a a state of consciousness and continually asking yourself what can i do to improve my networking skills going back to what tony robbins talks about candy constant never-ending improvement it's your mindset knowing that you're going to continually become um a professional networker and then it's how you position yourself you know i started off you know as a just a you know a master networker but i finally came to the Realization. I'm a professional networker because that's in relationship to everything that I do, how I create my uh, livelihood by networking and having people refer people to me because I was a value and service to them.
0: Yes. So what would you say is, I'm just so curious, what would you say is one of your most favorite results from networking? you met someone amazing something changed about your life or business like does anything pop right up for you
1: yeah lots of them do number one (laughs) you know (laughs) well i'll give you a couple different examples one of the guys i met with when i was networking is jim Feldman. he's written 13 books shifthappens.com is his website the guy's amazing you know you hear about the out of the box thinking he says You know, the reality is you wanna get in the box and use 3D thinking. Just give you a couple quick um, things I learned from them. Meaning when you're in the box, you wanna, you can understand the depth of the problem, the distance to the solution, and the determination of the person solving the problem. That's why you need to get in the box. That's one of them. The second one is a person that does all my technical stuff. I met her through, you know, actually I was, I met her in an in-person, networking but we've developed a relationship beyond that and so she does a lot of the stuff that for example when i give you um you know when i open the vault to you she is the one that does all that for me just to to give you a couple ideas her name's sue another lady that i met through my networking is her name's gabriella and it's like she helped line up the virtual assistant she's helped you know it's like anytime somebody comes to me and pitches me on something or she does the due diligence and she'll go through and take a look at, is it worthwhile? Is it something that I want? So those are three examples real quickly. Um, you know, but there's a lot of other ones too.
0: I love that. And I feel like you just extended all the categories that we talked about in the very beginning of, is this person, a client, a referral, how can they, you know, basically with these couple of examples, can they support my organization? Can they fill a gap in my process? Can they inspire my thinking or change the dynamics of my circumstances? There are so many ways that people can, just meeting more people exposes you to so many more of other people's skill sets and so many more ways of tackling a problem or, figuring out or thinking creatively about situations that you're in right now that maybe are leaving you feeling stuck or fatigued or, you know, kind of in a place where you're not exactly sure of what your next steps are. And you may have a random conversation with someone on Clubhouse and it sparks something for you. And all of a sudden, magically, it's just a breakthrough moment. So I love the power of networking goes just beyond, having a one-to-one conversation with someone who you may or may not end up selling to, but there's so many more dynamics there of how they can add value to your life and how you can add value to theirs.
1: Exactly, and that's, again, it's how you embrace networking. What kind of impact can we have? You know, everything that I focus on today is, you know, because a long time ago, a guy that I was coaching, says, we all have two B days a birthday and a box day, in between there's a dash. It's how can we make a difference based on the relationships that we have so that we can make a difference in what's going on in the planet today. And one person can make a major difference or two people or three people. So I'm focused on how we can make a, a difference and play larger.
0: Absolutely. So knowing that you were coming on this podcast, was there anything, and there doesn't have to be, but is there anything that you haven't mentioned that you feel like people need to know about networking or building the set or thinking about law of attraction or any of the zones of genius that you have?
1: Sure. Um, going back to marketing 101, if you take a look at everything is a test. And so everything that you're doing, no matter what it is, because you always want to to focus on being successful. One of my friends used to say, you know, experience, the definition of experience is experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. The point is, unfortunately, many people would take a look at experience and they take a look at the negative things and it shows lack or whatever. I take a look at it as a stepping stone to make sure that I get what I want. And sometimes people would disappoint you. And one of the things I learned as a person's character is like a tea bag, you never know what's inside of it until it gets into hot water. And I've always looked at the, you know, the best out of everybody. But unfortunately, sometimes people disappoint you and look at it as a lesson. One of the things I learned early on from uh, Dr. Robert and Anthony, Beyond Positive Thinking, you know, we all have certain lessons that we're supposed to learn. Until we learn that lesson life will continually trip you up in the lesson you're supposed to learn.
0: Yes. I love that too. I really believe that. Well, I have to say a million thank yous for all of this incredible insight and wisdom. I think this was like an entire course on networking in a very short amount of time (laughs) (laughs) and all the little analogies and acronyms and different things that we can keep with us and use for years to come. This was absolutely incredible and inspiring. So thank you so much for that. And let us know where we can find you and continue the conversation, because I know that there are going to be people listening who go, "Uh, who is this Robert person? And (laughs) how do I find this vault that he has been referencing and all of the things?
1: Well, first of all, let me give you my email, which is probably the easiest way to reach me is my last name, but when B U T, one T W I N, butwin at gmail.com. Now, the key to the vault it's very simple. It's bit.ly forward slash butwin, B U T W I N, 2020. Again, bit.ly forward slash butwin, 2020. And there's amazing things in the vault. For example, My copywriter's ebook is in the book. He's one of the elite copywriters. You've got the list of 50 different networking um, Zoom meetings going on in the vault. Plus, we've got different interviews with, for example, Jim Feldman and other people. And we're going to consistently bring high-quality interviews because, again, I believe the more that we can make a positive difference in other people, it's making this world a better place.
0: I love that. We'll link everything up in the show notes for people to easily just click on and get access to to email you to access the vault but i just want to thank you so much again for being on this was absolutely incredible and i loved it
1: i did too you know it's been fantastic i'm grateful that we met and i look forward to our future together
0: same here that wraps up this week's episode if you loved what you heard here please take a moment and leave an honest review And if you want to quickly identify and solve for what's blocking your success, go watch my free training, Uncap Your Income. In under 30 minutes, you will get the exact action items you need to hit your next big goal. Click the link in the show notes or visit growthmindsetmarketers.com to watch right now.